I'm Richard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 143, for the weekend starting 1 April 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, where you'll still find South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, we chat about the iPhone SE and the iPad Pro 9.7 inch. Also this week, Microsoft's announcement to build and the spectrum crisis facing South African mobile operators. Let's get to show on the road. And this is not an April Fool's. Well, welcome to the show. Hi, Rafa. Hi, hi, Duncan. Good. Before we kick off, let's do our quiz. Um, do you want to kick off with the first question? Yes, let's get into it. What is the screen size of Apple's new iPhone SE? Easy one. Next question, which bank has the most ATMs in South Africa? And for a bonus point, which bank is second? Third question, Dimension Data's sister company, NTT Data, has acquired an IT service subsidiary of which giant American technology company? Fourth question, ESCOM hiked its tariffs by how much on 1 April? And no, this is not an April Fool's joke. (laughs) (laughs) And the last question, what is the name of the new stock exchange being launched in competition with the JSE? Great stuff. Well, let's get into the news then. Uh, Rechot, uh, yeah, we've been away for a while. Uh, you got married, then I got married. Yeah. Uh, we've been on honeymoons. And, uh, kind <laughs> Our of lives have changed, and now we're back. Now we're back, yeah. Uh, same people, but uh, different. <laughs> yeah, and, and strangely enough, I think um, the most exciting things that's happened in the industry has happened the last week before we record, you know? So yeah. yeah, indeed. Just indeed. we didn't miss too much. No, we didn't. It was a bit quiet while we were away. I think the industry... Paused itself for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Anyway, <laughs> wish you. Um, anyway, Apple's big keynote. Okay, that, that was about two weeks ago now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, interesting announcements. I thought a bit underwhelming. Um, iPhone SE, probably the most underwhelming thing I've seen from Apple in a while. A uh, lot of criticism. I had a long chat with uh, well-known local technology analyst Arthur Goldstuck about the SE, and he was he was really critical of it. He said that uh, this should have been introduced. Uh, as part of the rest of the range, not as a separate announcement. Yeah, uh, it would yeah. have fitted in, you know, when they launched the iPhone 6S, for example, as an iPhone 6S Mini or one SE for that matter. Uh, but as a standalone product on its own, it seemed it didn't really deserve that sort of attention. What's your thought? I, I completely agree. I love the fact that they did it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an amazing phone. Let's not get that wrong, I think. Uh, mm. you know, the, the, it's got all the internals of the, the iPhone 6 you know, in the, the smaller body. Mm. But I 100% agree. This should have been done a long time ago. This is not something you want to... Um, Make a big hoo-ha about as something that should have been a first thought, not a second, you know, afterthought yeah. on, a, on a range. Do you think it is right though that they introduce a four-inch phone? It's going back to the form factor of the iPhone four and five. Yeah, I mean, they obviously had, the, I guess, they had the moles ready to go. But I'm, <laughs> a, I'm, a, I'm not a big fan of the small, uh, smaller screen size. Yeah. But I know a lot of people do. Uh, my wife, for example, wouldn't buy the iPhone six, so yeah. she's sticking with the iPhone uh, five. Yeah. Um, and this is a phone that you would upgrade to. I can, I can totally see oh, really? that happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so there is a market for it. Because I was wondering about that, and also in my conversation with Arthur, uh, uh, and it's certainly something that's been led by the Android world, and that's the move to these bigger phones. And that move has been um, based on the fact that we've gone from holding these devices against our heads and talking mm, mm. To, to looking at the screens to do our email, and now increasingly to consume media content. So they've grown in size, and the market seems to have moved in that direction as well. Um, you still think that there's a market out there for a what is a very small now in in, in the context mm, of mm. the rest of the market a very small device. I don't know about uh, potential new customers, but I think I'm sure they've had a lot of feedback from existing customers mm. uh, saying that they prefer a smaller Form smaller factor. screen. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, I guess it, it's, it's par for the course. You know, some people are going to to rave about a bigger screen, and they're always going to try and get for go for something that's larger. But yeah. uh, you don't want to go bigger than I guess you know six six or seven inches really. Then it becomes well, no. something I mean, else. Seven inches. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. it's a fabulous tip. Um, they could have maybe done a little bit more with the form factor. Maybe give it some, give it a little bit more life. But I'm not, I'm not against the look and feel of it. You know, mm. like I said, I can definitely see there's a market. Um, I don't think it deserves its own uh, all this hype. It should have yeah. been some. It should have been introduced earlier. Yeah. Um, it is coming a little bit cheaper. Um, it almost, in a way, feels like Apple's attempt again to do a, a lower cost device, like they did with the iPhone 5C. A couple of years ago, mm, mm. Um, but uh, that 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 multicolored, cheaper-looking iPhone um, didn't seem to work. It was almost an experiment that failed. Yeah. Now they're yeah. coming back with another experiment, um, but something that looks more like a traditional iPhone than than something that's uh, a little, perhaps a little cheap and nasty. This mm. looks like the real deal, even if it's in a in a you know two years ago uh, f- um, shell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I will, I've got, just got a photo loaded up here of uh, the iPhone SE, the iPhone 6, and the 6S um, next to each other, and mm. it's a nice lineup. Yeah. If, if I'm if I'm a new customer, I'm going to iPhone uh, into to a store to do an upgrade. Mm. And I look at these three. If if I'm kind of leaning towards a smaller screen device, I don't really have a need for a bigger screen. I, I can totally see see the appeal in choosing yeah. the SE. It's it's a very nice looking device, yeah. um, and why, it's powerful. Why, why go for why go for the shell of the iPhone 5, though? Why, why not use the, uh, the same design as the iPhone 6? I would, if, if I were to guess, I would say, because a lot of the accessories, covers and pouches, I guess, is already out there. Now, if you're going to introduce a new form factor, after you've done... Remember, there was that big thing with the... When we went to 6, every, uh, with larger accessories, it took a while for some of the guys to pick it up. Mm. With, with this form factor... You know, those guys don't have to change. They can potentially produce new accessories based on the old moldings. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's 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 probably why they kept it the same. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And and having done so, it obviously means that that's, I think it's going to stay around for a while. That that shape. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, certainly. Of course, we've got the iPhone Seven launch coming up uh, in what five months from now, four or five months from now. Mm. Uh, and we're on the big iteration, if you if you like. Apple has a minor iteration, then a major iteration, then a minor mm. iteration, and this is a major iteration here. Um, so, are we going to have an, a new look iPhone in the market later this year, and then the iPhone five E, oh, sorry SE, mm. or do we have a um, do we have a new version of the SE coming out later this year as That's well? That's a good question. Uh, it would seem almost too soon to introduce a new SE. I mean, they've just introduced this one now. Mm. I mean, a lot of upset consumers if they announce a follow up to the SE in September. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a follow-up to the SE. And, I mean, the, other, and the other question is, uh, if you know, if if there isn't a follow-up to the SE, then does the is the SE always seen as like a, a stepchild or a separate product that gets announced in a different cycle to the, to well, the main? I guess the question lineup? is, what's going to happen to the six and the six S when the seven comes out? Where would, where would, well, I mean, they'll, they would, they'll probably just continue selling them like they did with the six. Um, just did a and then eventually phase it out. Yeah. Because I mean, what I don't, I haven't been following much of the rumors on the seven. Um, what no, is it? What is the main? What is the main con- thinking behind it? Is it going to be a larger screen, or is it just going to no. be different design? Uh, maybe an edge-to-edge screen on a 
6OS body. Well, you'll be amazed what I read this week about what may be the main feature, and that's a curved screen. (laughs) Alas, Samsung. Oh, he's copying (laughs) who? Yeah, I don't see any appeal on those those HDS screens. Those curved Uh, screens, yeah. I think Samsung's S7 is a very nice looking device. Mm. Um, I also haven't had a chance really to play with the curved screen device, so I'm not, I think the jury's still out on that one for me, personally. Um, but they certainly are very nice looking phones. Um, yeah. If I was to get an S7, I probably wouldn't go for the curved screen version. Yeah, yeah. Personally. It just seems a little fragile in my It opinion. does. And you want to put a cover on your phone, and you know, if it's got a curved edge, and you put a cover on top of that curved mm. edge, it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, you yeah, know, I agree, know. I agree. Mm. Anyway, also a new eye iPad, um, which borrows a lot of the ideas from the uh, from the larger iPad Pro. Of course, the new one's also called the iPad Pro. Mm. Uh, it's the same size as the iPad Air 2, um, but you can get an optional pencil with it now as well. Uh, Steve Jobs will be turning in his grave. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah. you know, a couple of improved things like better sound, uh, I think better to read in, in bright conditions, uh, but nothing revolutionary. It's uh, a baby pro. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to upgrade my iPad Air too. Um, don't see the point. Yeah, look, it's. I think uh, again, there is a market for this. The, the MacBook Pro. I haven't seen it. I haven't played with it. But every the iPad oh, Pro. Yeah, the iPad Pro. I've sorry, used, I used it in the um, iStore the other day. It's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's the screen is massive. Um, if you want a, a great media consumption mm, device for use mm. on the couch, the iPad Pro is fantastic. Um, and I think it probably also has a lot of professional applications as well, especially yes, if you're an yes. artist. Um, yeah, that that phenomenal. I mean, what you can do with a pen is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And I can see the pen doing a slightly smaller version. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe this announcement was just about you know taking half a step back and introducing the things we should have launched. Mm. Maybe it's just uh, their their way of uh, staying market relevant and keeping the hype up around the brand. Mm, mm. But I, I think if I were to upgrade. Uh, I mean, I would certainly go for the 9.7 inches if I were to upgrade. But like you said, that bigger screen is is just it is majestic nice. to look at. It's damn expensive, though. I mean, I was looking at the 128 gigabyte model, which was retailing for I think it was 21,000. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather buy another MacBook. 21,000. You can buy you can yeah. buy a nice laptop for that price. Yeah. Um, of course, the the weak rand has played directly into those prices, mm. Uh, mm. and it has improved a little bit over the over this week. Um, what was the Constitutional Court judgment? On Thursday, uh, yes. regarding Zuma, that sent the rand up quite a bit, but uh, um, it's still fundamentally weak. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, um, it's going to hurt us for a while. We have to, it will, and we have to dig deep for our gadgets. Unfortunately, mm. and that includes these new iPads. Yeah, look, it's a good thing we're not artists uh, needing it. <laughs> <laughs> we just want it. Cause <laughs> Look, I mean, at the end of my, I mean, if I look at my iPad consumption, it's really a media player. I just watch Netflix on it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now with my phone screen being cracked, unfortunately, mm. I also use it, you know, to just stay up to date with other things. Yeah. But, um, I use mine. I, I never buy the cellular version because I, I, I almost never take the thing out of my house. Mm, but mm. when I do, I just take a little portable dongle with me. You got your phone, yeah, your phone also, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I use it for media consumption. I actually use it mainly to read. Uh, Pocket in particular. Yes. Um, I send stuff to Pocket all week long on my PC and read it over the weekends on my iPad, uh, just because I don't have time during the week. Yeah, yeah. And I read magazines. Uh, it's mainly what I use my iPad for. And the iPad Air 2 has written a display is fantastic. I see no need to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mm. Just, just on a side note, what magazines? I mean, do you do you use a, a software service for it, or do you just get PDFs? 
Oh, I, I just subscribe to them in the um, newsstand app. Okay, yeah. okay. So um, I subscribe to a bunch of music magazines and uh, uh, trail running mag, um, a couple of business magazines. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and it works well. It's it's a really nice experience. I read Wired on there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a service I uh, saw the other day that actually has a lot of these international magazines, um, including Vanity Fair, Wired, Popular Mechanics. No, not Zinnia. It's no. a service like that. Okay. Um, but it seems to have a lot more, lot more titles. I oh, don't know. I haven't compared it to Zinnia. That's why I was. How's the price? Curious. Curious. The pricing. Uh, it's it's on par. It's as much on par. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, we were yeah, I'm actually glad that some of the prices, the price points for some of the magazines, uh, they've gone up with the rand falling. But um, if you compare the price you're paying for those magazines on your iPad compared to what you would go and pay for the print edition in the CNA, oh, it's like a hundred rand difference in yeah, any of those cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should should do that. I mean, I do do miss reading magazines. I do enjoy mm. it. I mean. Mm. There's a lot of content you don't get on uh, the internet. And, so, and some of those magazines are so well done. They've got mm. interactivity, they've got videos integrated into yes, magazines. It's yes. really well done. Um, Who would have thought that? And you can uh, get some great subscription deals. I mean, Wired Magazine, I subscribe to, I think, for a 92% discount off the government. <laughs> <laughs> paying virtually nothing for the thing. Nice. Uh, nice. And it's a great read. Yeah, and, and I mean, you can, you can keep those issues, right? You don't you can, have to exactly. clutter it up in a yeah. corner somewhere. Yeah, uh, you, you, exactly. And you can actually delete them from your iPad and re-download them later. If yeah, you want yeah. To. Yeah, I would have thought uh, print magazines still have <laughs> still have, still have a function, you know, in a digital world. <laughs> yeah, no, indeed. But anyway, anyway, um, from Apple to Microsoft, um, and this week has been the big Build Developer Conference uh, happening in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, some interesting announcements coming out of there. Um, some news around Windows 10. We're expecting uh, what are they calling an anniversary update? Uh, anniversary. Please let it not be a SE edition. <laughs> We've seen <laughs> Millennium Edition. <laughs> Millennium Edition, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're promising some updates in there. I think one of the most interesting is that, uh, is that in effect, Linux is coming to Windows. Shock horror. Where's Steve Ballmer? <laughs> Throwing some chairs out of a window somewhere, no doubt. Uh, but, but again, I think it's one of those features that, unfortunately, even even though it was uh, shied away from, it's so necessary. Yeah. That, uh, you know, especially especially keeping Windows so so relevant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lost. A bit I really of- like the fact that the Bash shell is coming to 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 Windows because I drop to I drop to the command line re- reasonably often, and I know. I mean, I used to work in DOS. I've been I'm giving away my age, but you know, <laughs> when I started started messing around with computers properly. Uh, there was no Windows. It was DOS, MS-DOS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so you hacked around that c- command line a lot. But in later years, I ran Linux as my desktop for a couple of years exclusively. Um, it must have been mad. That's, that's yeah, totally, uh, total, total geek out <laughs> Back there. in the late 1990s. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I learned the Linux command line. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no Linux command line expert, but, you know, I, I, mm, I know mm. a lot of the basic commands. Uh, and I, I actually feel more comfortable working on the Linux command line than I do on the DOS command line. Uh, and you know, often when I go into the Windows command line, I end up typing a, a Linux command, uh, and and you know, <laughs> it's giving an error message saying "file not found" or something. And I'm like, what? What's, what's wrong with? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Although already I've noticed there's some, you can use some Linux slash Unix commands in Windows. Uh, I think even in Windows 8 you could mm. fire up. Uh, just type CMD fire up a command line you could type something like LS instead of DIR and you get the directory listing um, yeah, that's almost, that was almost like just, just putting a veneer on yeah. you know, and just making sure the right commands so. but this is much more this, yeah, is, this, is, this is Linux integrated yeah, yeah. into Windows now if I understand understood what I've read correctly and maybe you can correct me here Rachel, 
basically what's happening is they're working with Canonical, which is Mark Shuttleworth's company that develops mm. Ubuntu. And they're integrating the whole of Ubuntu, ex- excluding the kernel, into Windows. Uh, and so you not, not only do you have access to the Bash shell, but you can run Linux applications within Windows, within yes, Ubuntu, yes. running on Windows. Is that right? Yes, that's also how I understand it. Um, Mark Shuttleworth actually said uh, in a statement, and I'm reading the quote here, uh, where is this now? The native, avail- the native availability of, full Ubuntu, uh, of a full Ubuntu environment on Windows without virtualization or emulation yeah. is exactly what, the, um, yeah, okay. is what they're doing here. So, um, yeah, it's, that's integrated. I love the fact that he says this is a, what is it, a milestone that defies convention and is a gateway <laughs> to fascinatingly unfamiliar territory. <laughs> yeah. about caging your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to read it. I thought it was a bit much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think this is long overdue. Yeah, and this is great. Going to keep a lot of the old school geeks happy. Yeah. And and maybe even culture new you know new fans of the platform. Could this? Uh, and this is an interesting question. A lot of the guys who who a lot of the hardcore Linux guys um, who were running instead of running Windows, they were running Linux on PC, be it Ubuntu or whatever distribution of Linux. A lot of them moved to Mac. And because of its Unix underpinnings. You look at a lot of um, guys who, who, who look after Linux servers, who develop in Linux, mm. um, who are Linux fanboys. They use Macs. Uh, are, will this entice those users away from Mac and to using Windows? I think it could. I mean, let's be honest, Windows is still the preferred platform for a lot of uh, IT guys out there, geeks, uh, anybody that's I guess yeah. doing some dev work. Uh, look, Apple I mean, there's, has a lot, there's a lot of religious hatred towards Microsoft on, amongst the Linux community. Certainly, there used to be. But maybe that's changing, and maybe this will help soften attitudes towards Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, I think. So. I mean, Microsoft has certainly changed over the last few years. We've seen a lot of interesting things from them that we never thought would be possible. Um, but let's Indeed, just hope. Let's just embracing Android. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we we were speaking about it before the show with the disappearance of Windows Phone devices. Now, well, this could be well, not, not quite the disappearance of Windows Phone devices, but certainly, um, you know, they had this launch of the 950 and 950 XL, which are their latest flagships, and we're not just not seeing them. Certainly, not seeing them in this market. Mm. Uh, and at the Build conference, there was, apart from a few demo phones, which seemed to be an equal number to the number of Windows, sorry, a number of iOS and Android devices that they used on stage. Um, it almost seemed like they were playing down Windows Phone as a platform. Yeah, maybe a big change is coming. Because, I mean, if we look at um, also what they're doing with uh, th- Windows and the Xbox platforms mm. where they're integrating uh, you know, the software builds on that. Mm. So you essentially have one app or one game that, that offers the same code base for you know, both platforms. Yeah. It, you, know, you can you can start guessing where that could go, perhaps you know some fundamentally interesting things happening at Microsoft since since um, such an Adela took over and Steve Ballmer headed for the exit. Mm. Yeah, what, I mean, what were some of the other things? That uh, some of the other things. Yeah. So I mean, Cortana. It's not quite big in South Africa, but um, there's been some really interesting improvements. And there are some interesting improvements to Cortana coming out. Yeah. Um, especially from what I understand, in terms of normal language, kind of conversational, uh, you, you can have a conversation with it, and it would understand when you're saying, "Please do so. Please get me that file from last night I was working on." Okay. Um, please so yeah, from the yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> That may be 30 years old still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. They also announced HoloLens uh, shipping to developers. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how much you know about Hololens. I want to get my, get my I hands think on that. That's going to be. I mean, I, I'm surprised at how quickly virtual reality and uh, yeah. these headsets. And well, this is augmented reality. Augmented reality. I, that yeah. excites me more than these VR headsets. Yeah. I must say. Yeah, I agree. The overlay on real world things, yeah. I think, is really Minecraft uh, on your coffee table. Oh, I love that idea. That video. If if you haven't seen it yet, there is a video where they show yeah. kind of demo this, and it, it looks absolutely fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a new. Uh, well, they also announced Windows Ink, which is a, a new application. Obviously, I think to to kind of rival what uh, Apple is now starting to do. Sorry, what's it called? Windows Ink. Oh, I N K. Yeah, I N K. And uh, the last thing, the, they were talking about bots. Uh, bots is uh, is going to be, I think, the buzzword for the next few years. Yeah. Um, but they they demoed some of. Uh, some of the integration with Cortana and a new bot framework that they've built that will allow developers to do, uh, you know, to actually build their own bots to handle yeah. a number of tasks or handle any task really. Yes. Um, I think that's going to be interesting. There's still a lot to learn from what bots can do. Mm. But I mean, that we little we're actually talking about you know, small pockets of artificial intelligence. I would say mm. uh, it's the best way to kind of describe them. Mm. Mm. Very interesting stuff. That was build. Uh, I think on that note, we need to take a break. We will be back after this message. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, interesting um, article I ran this week. Um, had a chat with uh, a number of the operators about uh, spectrum, radio frequency spectrum. And I know, Rachard, we've spoken on the show many times about mm. it before, about the um, delays we've seen in, in um, getting uh, spectrum in the hands of the operators. Uh, for various reasons, one of them being the delay in, in the migration from analog to digital terrestrial television, which has gone mysteriously quiet, by the way. Hmm. Um, hmm. Nothing's, you know, there was the switch on and now it's gone dead quiet. The SABC hasn't done anything, ETV hasn't done anything, MultiChoice has switched on a service, um, but the Minister of Communications has gone dead quiet. Um, uh, it makes a mental note to follow up on that, <laughs> but um, that and, and and then the delays, the interminable de delays in government issuing a policy on on um, accessing the spectrum and how ICASA should uh, make it available, uh, has also added to the delays. So, um, I, I spoke to the operators uh, over the last week about uh, the impact of this, and they say that this lack of access to spectrum is actually starting to affect their ability to roll out infrastructure. Mm. Uh, and they're specifically talking about deploying 4G LTE advanced uh, infrastructure and then obviously down the line 5G, which is not ready for commercial deployment just yet. But 4G LTE advanced, uh, which requires a lot of spectrum. Um, it's spectrum hungry. Uh, and uh, they just don't have the spectrum to be able to do it. So 
um, they've been refarming or reallocating a lot of their spectrum, uh, their 2G spectrum for 3G and some of their 3G spectrum for 4G. Um, but they're sitting on limited amounts of spectrum, so they, they, they can't actually deploy those next generation technologies. I know Vodacom, uh, which has the most number of subscribers in South Africa, is, is particularly stuck. Mm. Um, because they're sitting still with a huge base of legacy customers who are using um, 900 megahertz, some of them 1800, sorry, 900, yeah, 900 megahertz, some of them 1800 megahertz. Uh, but those are 2G customers with feature phones or, or, or mm. even more basic telephones that still need to make phone calls. And they are making phone calls uh, in millions, the millions every day. Um, and those guys don't have devices that support LTE. So they, networks can't switch them off. They can't yeah. switch off their 2G infrastructure. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Vodacom and the others would love to switch off their 2G networks tomorrow if they could yeah. uh, and, and switch everyone to, to a 3G and 4G voice. Mm. Uh, but they can't do that. Um, and how you address that situation is, is difficult. I mean, do you subsidize expensive handsets and give them to everybody in the market? That's probably unaffordable. Um, so the only other option is to uh, get access to more spectrum. Uh, and of course, we're waiting for the 800, 700, 800 megahertz digital dividend bands that the broadcasters yeah. are currently sitting on to be freed up. And we're waiting for uh, government to come up with this policy so that ECASA knows how to also allocate spectrum in higher frequencies like 2.6 gigahertz, for example, which is basically not being used by anybody at the moment. Mm. Um, and so we're in a position and, you know, you talk to the operators and they say that, uh, um, you know, operators, in, especially in developed markets, have been given access to the spectrum and they're rolling out LTE advanced at quite a pace. but. Locally, we're stuck and we can't do it. And it's actually starting to affect you and me as consumers yeah. because we can't use these services. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're telecom, you can because you've got a huge chunk of spectrum, legacy spectrum, handed to you by the government many years ago, uh, over which you can deploy LTE advanced in the cities at least. Telcom also doesn't have spectrum in the digital dividend bands um, and needs access to spectrum below 900 megahertz or below a gigahertz. Um, but it's, it's a problem for all of these operators and um, the government really is dawdling on this. They were supposed to um, finalize the uh, white paper um, on ICT or integrated ICT white paper, policy white paper by the end of March, which uh, they failed to produce. It's currently being discussed in cabinet committee meetings. Goodness knows what's being discussed. Um, you had one job, people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, it's, it's become a problem now. Um, as predicted years ago, yeah. it has now become a serious problem in that the operators can't deliver the next generation of broadband to this country. Yeah, it's, it's uh, sad. At least we have fiber. But we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, yeah, in fact uh, the fact that... Uh, the fact that um, there is this delay in, in rolling mm -hmm. out LTE advanced and, and, and possibly 5G down the line is great news for the fiber providers because um, there, isn't, there isn't a wireless, wireless alternative. Uh, and may, in fact, it may have the positive impact of propelling the likes of MTN and Vodacom to accelerate their fiber to the home rollout plans because of the fact that they mm -hmm. don't have access mm -hmm. to spectrum. Um, and may, in fact, also uh, uh, prompt them to um, investigate using the ISM bands, the Wi-Fi bands. Yeah. Uh, more aggressively as well, which the Wi-Fi guys will probably not be very impressed with. But uh, uh, there is potential for for a, a new technology or a new way of using existing technology to you know to bring out that good old South African 
initiative and and maybe we'll see something interesting as a result the problem is that you know these are all standards that have to go through bodies like the IEEE um, and without the standards in place the hardware manufacturers aren't going to produce the devices you need the cheap compatible devices to get the adoption Um, so we may come up with a solution in South Africa but without the cheap Chinese made devices flooding the planet Mm. Uh, to use with that, that our solution, um, it's not going to work. No, it's not really viable. Mm. Anyway. It just shows you the repercussions when when government drags its feet. I think. You yeah. Know, this is this is this is a case study on that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it'll yeah. get addressed. Anyway, did you have a chance to see some of the April Fool's Day jokes? To be honest with you, I shy away from the internet on the first. Oh day. Dear, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I plan all my meetings for this day and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm deliberately not... Um, did you see Tech Central's this morning? No, I didn't. Oh, I must you must apologize. have. I okay, did we not. Had a, we had a go. Um, go I look was at the story, uh, Zuma to split telecoms department. Oh, I saw it, no, but it didn't <laughs> seem... <laughs> it I seemed real. It seemed real. <laughs> thought, oh, okay. Well, that's the point of a good episode, <laughs> is to, <laughs> to get people to think it's real. <laughs> well done. I, I completely saw the headline and I thought it was a real story. <laughs> Especially okay. in light of uh, yeah Thursday's uh, Wednesday's announcement yes. by the Concordia, yeah, yeah, I thought it might be payback, but no. <laughs> but um, I tried to uh, I tried to have a bit of fun with it, um, and I think by the time you got to the end of the story, you realised it was uh, uh, it was it was a uh, it was a joke. Um, just <laughs> well played, Duncan. <laughs> but we we seem to have gotten a, f- a few people. Uh, uh, hot under the collar about this, but I, I think I think we we're going to give it away when we said in a surprise move, Zuma has appointed Sahara Computers founder Atul Gupta as interim minister until a permanent appointment is made. Gupta, who will take the reins at the new ministry effective immediately, has been charged with fast tracking the allegations. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have uh, had a few eyeballs popping out of heads this morning. Uh, and then, of course, in the final paragraph. Zuma, however, has moved to justify his decision, saying in a television interview earlier on Friday morning, quote, anyone angry about this is a real fool. But there were a few good uh, um, jokes around, uh, I thought, today. Uh, not as many, I thought, as last year. Um, uh, the one I particularly enjoyed was one done by Yuppie Chef. Uh, it's worth going to have a look at their website. They might have taken it down now because we're recording this in the afternoon. But um, they, they uh, announced that they're going to do deliveries via um, radio-controlled uh, uh, helicopters uh, and did a whole video around it as well. <laughs> so it's, if it's uh, by the t- if you're listen- listening to this at the time, it may be off the Yuppie Ship website, but go have a look there. Perhaps they've archived it. It's, uh, it's well worth having a, having a look at that, uh, for that video. Um, so we um, we don't have a winner and loser this week. So I think we're going to uh, pop straight off across to our um, Apple product pick of the week. What have you got, uh, Rechot? In fact, so it's not even an app or a product. It's a it's service. It's a service. Mm. And uh, I mean, yeah, I spoke to you a little bit about this uh, as it happened, and uh, I finally got uh, my fiber to the home installed. Um, and one of the reasons why I was spinning off and, and uh, was I, I didn't really end, I didn't really want to spend the upfront installation cost. I didn't yeah. want to really spend. 1,700 rand to you know, to get it installed and then also my ADSL line was sufficient anyway then I came across uh, and I was snooping around last week um, around the public holidays um, and I saw that Salsi was actually doing a trial where they did the installation and everything for free so I've quickly got online try to find out what's happening um, and see if I can get hold of them and get and actually get it going um, unfortunately the trial from what I understand is over but they actually continue their service where we, they give they pay for the installation give you all the equipment um, wow. 
and you get first three months free. So I only, it's a 12-month contract, so I only pay for nine months. Um, but what really, what was really f- fascinating and phenomenal was the fact that within 48 hours from the time that I contacted uh, Celsi, yeah. I had fiber, 20 meg down, 20 meg up fiber in my house. Service was phenomenal. The guys from Vumatel was absolutely amazing, um, laying the cables uh, from, from the box to, to where I wanted it in the house. Um, I hate to say it, but this is the kind of service that I never got from Telcom in my 16 years of owning yeah. a telephone line and ADSL. And the service is phenomenal. The speed is amazing. It's an un- uncapped account um, with no with no limitations or no uh, shaping. No uh, shaping. From, from what I understand, yeah. How much, how much are you paying for this? Um, the the price would be eight ninety nine when oh, I start excellent. paying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that there will be other packages for now. It's just a twenty down, twenty up. Uncapped. Uncapped. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, I've been. I've started to. I started to upload all my photographs and things. That's uh, brilliant. Twenty meg upload is phenomenal to have. Yeah. Uh, I found. Um, Especially with the videos, I do a lot of video uploads. Um, obviously, that's it's a given that that is much faster. But doing yeah. stuff like uh, using my Dropbox account actively again, yeah. I'm backing up everything, and it's it's such a pleasure to have instant yeah. upload speeds at your disposal. And posting video to YouTube, what a pleasure! Yeah, no, it yeah. is. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, watching YouTube, everything obviously, uh, net, YouTube and Netflix, everything jumps up to 1080p. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's no buffering, obviously. That's, yeah. it, it does change your life completely. And every, uh, even my wife has said, you know, it, it's it, not having that initial yeah. issue to just get the content you want. Everything yeah. is snappy. Now tell me the, the million dollar question: How difficult was it to cancel your service with Telcom? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still still trying to cancel. Oh my god! Yeah, way. because my my line was my DSL part of my line was hosted with AfriHost, or, or they were managing it. Yeah. So I've cancelled with them, yes. but they still need to transfer. Well, they transferred the line back to Telcom, and Telcom can only really cancel anything on my line once that's back in their hands, and oh, my way. and they're not and getting through to them is absolutely impossible yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Didn't used to be like that uh, two months ago when I tried to go older them for something else, but uh, I tried two days to, to get through and get my line canceled. Well, I suspect when you go Still through not. the cancellations line, the queue's much longer than on the applications line. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably, mm. probably. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I still, I'm still not out of uh, the clutches of telecom yet, but um, if your house is in a fiber hood, so to speak, I would say check out this deal. Um, it's well worth it, especially because they can... They're paying all the upfront costs, yeah. and, and you literally have fiber for free for three months, yeah. and then thereafter your installation stays yours. So after a year, if you do then decide to move, yeah. depending on what the other players in the market are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so far, I've been very impressed with Celsius. Even the even the guys that came out to do the installation, well, you know, they were very efficient, very good, explained everything okay. that I need to know. Well done. Okay. Well, in the next couple of months, hopefully, I'll have some reporting back to do at my house because Telcom is deploying FTTH um, sometime in the next couple of months. So. Uh, Let's uh, let's see if their um, if their service is a bit better than their um, their DSL service. How <laughs> much um, I'd, I'd much rather have Vimatil. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's the show. No, I need to do my pick. And we need to do the answers. To and we need to do the answers. But let me let me do my pick quickly. It's a very quick one. Uh, um, my new wife and I were looking for a shopping app uh, to allow us to manage household um, purchases. Um, and make sure we don't um, double purchase stuff as well. Uh, and um, so we had a look at all the different um, shopping apps out there, and there are an amazing number of shopping apps for Android. Uh, and we eventually settled on an app called Out of Milk. Um, it's been around for quite a long time, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, but it works brilliantly. Uh, and uh, you, you sync them up uh, um, between yourselves, and it's real time, and uh, you just tick 
off the items as you go. What I like is that it's got a vo um, built-in voice recognition in it as well. So if you want to add something to your shopping list, you just you just say um, milk, for example, or <laughs> bread rolls, nice, nice. and it'll it'll pick up what you're saying and, and, and just add it automatically to the shopping list. Um, and it's a brilliant way. So you go to the shop, you just fire up that app on your phone, and as you put stuff in the basket, you just tick them off. And uh, it avoids duplication and... Uh, and uh, it's a great way of um, you know making sure you don't run out of stuff, important stuff like toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> the white gold. Anyway, let's do those quiz results. Uh, I think they were fairly easy this week. Uh, mm. Maybe with one or two curveballs here or there. Let me pick up the first one. Uh, the question was, what is the screen size of Apple's new iPhone SE? The answer, of course, is the same as the iPhone 5, and that's four inches. The second question, which bank has the most 18s in South Africa? And for a bonus point, which, ha which bank has the second? The answer... APSA and then Standard Bank. The third question is Dimension Data sister company NTT Data has acquired the IT services subsidiary of which giant American technology company? And the answer is Dell and they paid three point one yeah, three point one billion dollars hmm. for that acquisition. Hmm. Which is just a hundred million dollars less than uh, NTT paid to buy Dimension Data. Interesting. Fourth question, Eskom hiked its tariffs by how much on the 1st of April? And the answer, an unfortunate 9.4%. 9.4. Eskom, of course, wanted much more than that, mm. but they were slapped down by their regulator, Nursa. And the final question, what is the name of the new stock exchange being launched in competition with the JSC? It's being launched later this year, and it's, interestingly, it's going to be largely a virtual exchange, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think most stock exchanges around the world are now. There's none of that um, people standing and shouting and screaming <laughs> and people standing with chalkboards and stuff of old, and the answer is ZARX, Z-A-R-X. Definitely looking forward to seeing that when it launches. Maybe I'll start dabbling in the market, you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Right, that's the show for this week. Um, as always, if you've got any feedback, you can mail us info at techcentral.co.za, info at techcentral.co.za, or leave a comment under the post. Uh, until next time, and next time will be a lot uh, sooner than uh, this episode appeared. Uh, from Record of myself, take care and cheers. Ciao, ciao.